0: Good morning, um, thank you for being with us. I want to spend a few moments to um, talk about something that's been on my mind for the last few weeks. At the beginning of the year my, my grandmother died and I was given a box full of slides and uh, they've, they've sat on the shelf for quite a while now but uh, I got talking to my neighbour over the wall, um, he was being nosy about my new camera that I was taking some photos of the kids with and I was showing him how all the new technologies worked and he was fascinated by that. But then we got around to talking about his photos of his family and uh, the slides that he had. How he'd been spending a long time scanning them in um, so he could show them to everyone. Now if you don't know what slides are, this is the kind of box I'm talking about. In the olden days when you took a photo, photo of someone you'd get it transferred onto a slide that lived in a box like this and you'd um, you'd invite all your family around and you'd project them up on the wall. Um, so there's one there. And if you hold it up you can just about see, um, you know, there's people, oh there you go, it's that way around. You can just about see the photo that's on it and you get them around and show them all the photos and everyone would love um, seeing your new holiday snaps. And I plucked up the courage and I asked him, I said, look, can I borrow your your scanner? I'd love to scan in some of my family um, slides too. And that's what started a bit of an obsession at the beginning of these holidays. I spent a good couple of weeks scanning in every single slide that I could lay my hand on from my family. Um, You know, this idea that the memories could get thrown away. You know, if they're physical like this, I got quite scared like if they get thrown away that's it for the family memories forever and ever. So would you like to see some? So here's some from my um, my family. This one um, here is uh, is me in Africa with my mum and dad and my sister who's just got dedicated by the um, by the local minister. uh, Looking, oh I'm not looking at the camera there but you will forgive little me. Naomi slides uh, there aren't many of her, um, so I can't really embarrass her, but here are her brothers and her mum. Uh, they used to go camping in this, um, in this kind of camper van with that weird awning on the side of it there. Um, and look, just look at it, like that looks properly old now, doesn't it? Really old. And then of course there's family as well, and their wonderful holidays. And you can see my grandparents there um, floating away, well, they're not floating away, they're just floating um, in the Dead Sea. And these slides are really precious stuff. But the more I looked at them, you know, the more I kind of started to figure out the amount of photos in there that I just didn't care about. When you take that photo of that landmark in Italy, or in this case, um, a cow in I think Spain or Italy, um, like it wasn't that big a deal. Like, I started changing the way I thought about it. I started scanning in only photos with people in them. I got really struck though. A couple of generations and people just get forgotten about. This one's my mum with some random guy on a doorstep. It looks like they're both in you know, some holiday in Romania or something and I had to ask my mum who is this guy and it was her great grandfather and I've never really seen a photo of him and I know nothing about him. Started to realise that actually, soon, I and mean, in not that many years, not many people are going to care about my holiday snaps. These are my granddad's. There. So these are the ones that he took of Israel, a wall, it's a great wall. I don't. I guess this is the guide. No one's going to care about these holiday snaps in say a generation. And in fact, I didn't really care much for them. I'm just the ones with people in them, or. That photo of the extension that he'd built. So it sounds sad doesn't it? I started scanning in all these photos and I had this big realisation that actually life is really short. You were supposed to be listening to an accessible family um, orientated preach and uh, well this might not be it but it spot's on my heart. I want to talk briefly this morning about things we will get remembered for and treasure that we can store up, because I'm pretty sure that extension, that house, might not exist anymore. A few weeks ago in James we heard this passage, it said, Now listen, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year here, carry on business and make money, why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a while, then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it's the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you'll boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it's a sin for them. A mist? That's short and insignificant, isn't it? As I scan through the best part of 800 slides, you quickly realise that you have the record of someone's life. I and mean, this plot here is the best part of 15 years of Naomi's family. They would have made huge decisions on where to live, what job to do, what house to buy and what friends to see. And We just don't know how long we've got. There's a really famous verse in Matthew 6 that says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. okay so it's really easy to understand the negative side of this verse isn't it you've heard people say oh you can't take it with you when we die the slides i've scanned in these physical ones will eventually fade and fail and in fact another box, the box actually started to break down and put dust all over everything and the quality wasn't very good. But even the electronic files that I've been hoarding away and holding onto, eventually someone will forget to back them up. I hope my children don't forget that but sometime in the future they'll be lost forever. It's easy to grasp that, we can't take it with us. But what about the positive side? What's the treasure, and how and where do we store it? That's what I want to talk about. In the New Testament, Paul could kind of, uh, he could sense, couldn't he, that actually, um, it's his end. And in his letters to Timothy, you could really hear it. For I'm already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight, I've finished the race, I've kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day, and not only me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. He knows what the prize is gonna be. He knows what the treasure in heaven is gonna be he is going to be crowned with righteousness because he has longed for Jesus to appear again. Do you long for Jesus? When we long for something like thirst, it's all we can think about. When we're that hungry, just can't think straight, can't bear to think about anything else other than getting food or that person you're in love with, all you can do is think about them. It's at the forefront of your mind. The treasure I'm talking about that won't diminish or rot, the treasure that the Bible presents to us, is being presented as righteous before God, a perfect child of God. And that's only possible if Jesus is right at the forefront of our minds. That's only possible if we have that relationship with Jesus where he washes us from all our sins. So how to lay up treasure in heaven, then? Um, That's the the big, overriding gospel message, to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Be passionate about experiencing that, the empowering, love-producing reign of God in your life. Thy kingdom come, the Bible says. Do you actually want that? Are you looking forward to that, like Paul was? as a firm foundation for the coming age, heaven, eternity, so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. It's giving then, isn't it? Rather than accumulating things that will just be destroyed, it's giving. You can see the same thing in Luke 14, where Jesus tells us to give to those who can't pay us back. And why should we bother? Jesus says, you will be blessed because they can't repay you. You will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. So this idea of giving out rather than accumulating, and that gives us the reward later on. After this brief, tiny mist of a life, we get eternity to be rewarded. In other words, when you give freely and generously because you trust Jesus to take care of you, you're laying up that treasure. Randy Olcorn says this, I'm convinced the greatest deterrent to giving, because he's talking about more than just money, is this, the illusion that earth is our home. See Colossians 3, it's not, Christ is our home, and therefore to live is Christ and die is gain. And it will be all the more gain as we learn to lay up treasures in heaven by giving. So it seems like the overall theme to all this earthly versus heavenly treasure is, earthly treasure is possessions. It's that holiday in Israel. It's all those things we take photos of, that extension. I'll tell you what, there are loads of cars in there as well. Photos of cars. But heavenly treasure, is other people. Heavenly treasure is service to others, it's service in the church, it's caring, it's giving, it's spending time with people, it's pursuing their righteousness, caring about them above ourselves. Another quote for you, John MacArthur says this, invest your money in the souls of men and women who will someday greet you in heaven with thanksgiving when you arrive. What a thought, what an incredible thought, to take your money and purchase eternal friendships by investing in the kingdom. We started with um, Matthew 6. And the word treasure there, um, one of the commentators was saying, is actually translated from thesaurus, which is the root for the English term thesaurus, which is a storehouse or a treasure of synonyms. So, the word treasure here means less the actual wealth object and more the place where the wealth is stored. Heaven. I want to end today by saying, you know, do you have your eyes fixed on heaven? Or are you so fixed on the world and all its treasure and all the things you can accumulate that you aren't putting your focus on the right thing? Let's pray. Dear Lord God, I pray that um, people that are listening this morning and watching would um, respond firstly by putting Christ Jesus at the forefront of their minds. Lord, that they'd respond to him as their saviour, put their trust in him. And Lord, as a a response to that love that he first showed us, Lord, that we would um, store up treasures in heaven, that we would invest in people here on earth that we'd give our money to grow your kingdom. Lord, that we buy those eternal friendships. Lord, and just like Paul, to die is gain, that he knew that his treasure in heaven would be absolutely incredible. Lord God, thank you that you first loved us, and thank you for being with us this morning. Amen. Check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk and come along on any Sunday morning.